1: Hello friends. I'm Shen and I'm Lay.
2: And welcome back to the Waldy Net podcast.
1: Welcome friends. Welcome. I'm
2: so surprised I don't I don't have a glass of wine with me this week. Of all weeks.
1: No. Oh. Listen. <laughs> if it wasn't tactless, I'd have the whole bottle. <laughs> I thought about just bringing it just taking it to the head. Just taking swigs during the episode because it's literally been that kind of week for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I'm feeling you on that one dear goodness I'm tired I, know. I feel like I say this all the time but this week wow I thought terrible twos like they came and they left but this week oh my god I was just like like sitting in the dark when she, winter went to bed and I'm like like yeah. what is life like I can't I can't
3: I can't I'm so
2: scared when she wakes up yeah, have to take a deep breath. I'm like, here we go.
1: <laughs> it's seriously, it's been hard. And it's been hard because I, you, I normally I'm like, okay, you know what? She's kind of crazy at home, but at least at school, she's pretty well behaved. Now the behavior is happening at school. So like oh, I wow. did get pulled aside today and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yara is like really, really being like really, really um, defiant. Like she's just like adamant about the nose. She's throwing them left, right and center. And it's like, and, and strong willed in that like the other kids are all like ready and lined up, but she's like, nope no and I'm like great so like yeah like I'm still struggling on teaching her like how to you know say no with confidence to protect herself because I don't want to say you can't say no to adults because that's ridiculous yeah and I want her to be able to you know to affirm herself and, and and to to stand firm in her beliefs or whatever the case is but I don't want her to be defiant I don't want her to be disrespectful and like I'm just trying to straddle that line so here we are but it's so We're tricky sure. though, because they're so young and
2: like, I don't know if she understands that she's being defiant or if she's yeah. just like playing around and thinking like, Oh, I got a reaction out of mom. So I'm going to keep saying no, but I get yeah. it. She's like testing her boundaries and whatnot, but I, I'm just struggling. Cause I don't know. Like, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like on 10,000, every little thing today. She, she was like yelling at me because the garbage truck, Drove away. Oh wow.
3: <laughs> she's like, it's going
1: home, mom. No. I'll say something. Listen, I don't, I don't know. Anything to can set them off. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't help when you keep having when you when I keep talking to my mom and I'm having like these conversations with her. And she's like, Minanure, you never be yeah. so like all she keeps yeah. telling me all the time is that like you weren't like that. I don't understand these new kids. And I'm like, that new age kids. <laughs> yeah. so, what do you think? That what did you is that advice? that's not advice so yeah it's been it's It's. I'm growing more and more frustrated and like like yeah I'm I'm less and less inclined to to rely on my mother for advice because every time I bring something new to her she's like "Mm, mm, 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 not you (laughs) (laughs) yeah not like that I was like oh gosh thank you (laughs) thank you Jamaican mother she's just like you're on your own ma'am straight up i love that we're in this together like how our weeks have been going the same the exact same yeah. way with our children yeah. the little ones that we birthed and with our children the ones that we've married i'm just kidding with <laughs> I kid you, i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding with with our husband it's been when i could be uh an interesting week Anyways, <laughs> lucky for us, we do not have to bitch alone. We are here <laughs> and we are not by ourselves. We are joined by such a brilliant beauty. We're so fortunate to have her and we're excited to talk all that great stuff. That great stuff yes. that we're going to talk. Um, so we have Lauren Morrison here, friends. Um,
0: I was like ready to unmute in like the Jamaican mother section. I was like, <laughs> Can I
1: talk? Can I
0: can I contribute? Yes. To- yeah <laughs> unmute unmute <laughs> how her son was potty trained at 14 months girl just unrealistic unrealistic
3: what? was Are never a picky
0: kidding? eater maybe it's something from your side of the family oh my god like I just I can't I can't I just can't oh my gosh she tattled on me one time she tattled on me to my own father she's like do you know she hasn't fed the child his lunch <gasps> and that's why he's so skinny and it was just like see me and you you told Abby. you just tell <laughs> like,
1: them i couldn't mothers, listen i have definitely. some triggers i have some triggers yeah yeah definitely I we feel we, you on have, that. we love them we love them dearly but wow they, they are they are something something unique um <laughs> but tell us lauren how's your week been going how are you feeling how are you how doing
0: are you? my week's better um have you, have you asked me <laughs> yesterday I would have been a, in a different place um wow. but my week is better now I feel a lot better now um I started like doing things differently this week and just like when you start doing anything differently it just takes a minute you know what I mean yeah. it takes a minute mm-hmm. for everything to adjust and for you to feel like you're in a groove and yesterday I was just tired I was I felt dumb, <laughs> you know, yeah. I felt wrong. I felt like I'm not parenting right. I'm not doing, and there was just so many things in my life that I just felt like you're not, there's nothing that you're doing where you're like really killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, but again, like I was just, again, I, I've started doing things a little bit differently. And those, when you like new habits, they take a minute, you know? Okay. So mm-hmm. you have to stick through them to get past that turning point. You can't quit at this, at this stage. Um, you can't quit when it gets hard. Cause you got to see it through because then it just becomes second nature. So I'm just kind of in that uncomfortable place where it's not yet second nature, but we'll get there. So today I feel better. I had a better workout this morning. Nice. I had some time. I journaled, I sat, I coached i worked i read i watched my kids play like i i got to drink i think also i cut out wine this week that could have been a contributor to my mood oh wow um, <laughs> now no no i have one now but you know so now it's a, it's i feel like i'm turning a corner going into the weekend so okay. thank you for asking
1: i'm wow. doing good <laughs> I love that. And that. I love that you gave yourself grace too. You're like, yeah, it wasn't that great, but you know what? Like today was better. And the perspective is, today good. is better.
0: Today is better. Yes. Absolutely. Friends,
1: we- their favorite time. It's bomb mom time. I'm super excited because I love highlighting moms, love celebrating them, especially in this particular season with the pandemic. There's so much shit going on. Yeah. So it's so fabulous. So we can center, highlight, and just like lift up bomb moms. And I'm even more excited because we have a nomination this week. Wow. We do. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, guys. Right? <laughs> it's always so amazing when we get noms from you guys. It moves me, like, to my core. So please remember, <laughs> friends, that you can send your bomb moms in our DMs on Instagram. You can also send them via email. Uh, you can send them on our website by going to the Contact Us any of those mm-hmm. options are available to you. So don't shy away friends.
2: Um. So this week, I'm going to nominate a friend of mine. Her name is Lily. I just want to shout her out because she just became a new mom. Hey. So you know how hard that could have been yes. to be pregnant and give birth and like the first few weeks of postpartum alone is so tough. And I'm just really sad that I can't Go and visit her and give her a hug and see the baby in person. So I just want to shout out my girl Lily. God, awesome. It's so tough. Like, I'm so, yeah. Welcome to the club. So exclusive. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Lauren, you go right ahead. Jump into it, girl. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I
0: think that my first, uh, how many am I allowed? Oh, how many? Seven? Sounds good. Okay. I would nominate my sister she's a new mother Shan booty she's a new mother I believe her daughter's in and around six to seven months I don't keep count it's not my child um, and uh, <laughs> I think that what, why I want to nominate her is because you know I know that we we many of us especially in Canada get the benefit of doing maternity leave especially if we're employed with someone we can kind of take a year off just to be with our babies um, you know, she, because of the nature of her work and living in the United States, like no such thing exists, you know? So she's, Mm. she's grinding, she's hustling while taking care of her baby. But I think what really makes it cool is that she's not reading any books whatsoever, like no parenting blogs, no books, no nothing. And in this day and age, it's like, wow, it's revolutionary that you're just gonna go based on your instincts. What if they're wrong? (laughs) But I think that I, anyways, I just, I think it's a, it's like nowadays, it's a fresh approach. I know that when I was raising my kids, it was like, we didn't need books. We didn't need this. We didn't need that. But now in the day of information, um, there's just so much out there that it's like, how, how could you not consult things? I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but it's like, that's her way. And she's standing in it and the baby's healthy and beautiful and vocal and confident. And I think it's amazing. So I want to nominate my sister. Um, I also want to nominate, um, miss J. Uh, she's a really close friend of mine. Um, I don't know how it works. Like if they get tagged or whatever, but she's a really close friend of mine. And, um, I just have always looked up to her as a mother. Um, you know, she's a, she's a boss, she's an entrepreneur, but her kids are like, you ever have those friends where you like see their kids on Instagram and then you instantly have to go and yell at your kids for not being anything. That's that's how I feel. It's like, what are you doing? look what he's doing. Look yeah. at him. Look at him out there. Like he's yeah. not playing video games. Look oh at what he's God, doing. Yeah. He's dribbling through his toes. He's dribbling through his toes. Why can't you dribble <laughs> through your toes? <laughs> but she just does a phenomenal job at parenting, at being a mother. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm just in awe of her.
1: I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> that was literally with me growing up with one of my best friends. So she, she was always like fantastic because she was like, you know, brilliant. She was valedictorian for our elementary school and our high school. Um, you know, she graduated. Um, she graduated. She got a scholarship, full ride, um, graduated a maga cum laude. She went on to be an Olympian. And it's like my entire life, Felicia and I were like, three years old. And my mom's like, look at Felicia. Look at Felicia. Right? I'm like, can you chill out? Can you relax? Take <laughs> a break, Okay. Some people have to be like competing and other people have to be in the stands. Why can't I be in the stands? Geez.
0: <laughs> why, why can't I just be regular people?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Motorbike. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, that's dope. I love your, I love both of your nominations. I'm so excited to share them. Um, yeah. So we have a nomination from Renique and her name, the nominee is Sharifa Alonzo and she says, "I know an awesome bomb mom. She's a single mama to a bright little two-year-old. She's an interior designer, an entrepreneur, and a woman wearing so many hats. So, oh my gosh! And she is fabulous. Like she's so cute. So, it's our honor to honor to honor you, Sharifa, and uh, yeah, Renée. you are awesome." And we do too. Now, my nomination is someone who I, you know, don't know personally, but I'm super enamored by and I came to know of her because of the BET series. Sorry, not BET, the own series, Black Love. Um, so her name is Felicia, Felicia Gangloff Bailey. Um, but she on Instagram, she goes by Fifi Monique. I won't get into the whole thing because I do want you to watch it if you want to. And it'll probably make me like super emotional. But the long and short of it is her and her husband were featured on Black Love. They had the entire episode devoted to them because in 2019, they suffered a stillbirth. And it was just devastating because they had, like, a very, like, elaborate um, journey with their pregnancy, right? They documented everything because they're, they're both creatives. So they did such beautiful, creative things documenting their pregnancy. Everybody was, like, super excited. Even now on her Instagram, she has in her highlights the shower and all these great things. And they're just both super rootsy and cool. So, yeah, like, her her last photo before – Um, you know, the unfortunate event was just like filled with so much joy. Everyone was pouring into her. So yeah, obviously very tragic and and emotional watching it. I was sobbing hysterically because it wasn't just, of course, the story of the stillbirth, but it was the representation of their love. Like they're just so passionately in love with each other. They're just so in sync with one another and they're just going through this healing process and things like that have the capacity to ruin relationships. I yeah. feel like they can really destroy marriages. Right. That's really that's a lot of pain to carry on both ends and guilt to carry. Yeah. Um, but they used it to fuel their love, to like amplify um their you know desire for one another, and they've just honored their daughter in so many beautiful ways. So, you know, when she when I, I watched the documentary and then I went on her Instagram page and discovered that she was pregnant, bawling again, bawling, 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 just bawling. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant again. And She's yeah. She was nervous too, and that was the other emotional piece was that she was documenting it again, but very very yeah. like apprehensively, right? Because mm-hmm. of what she'd already experienced. Well, anyways, two days ago she gave birth successfully. Oh, to thank girl. God. And Yay. it's like yeah, it's literally like, I was crying again. Like I saw it, and I'm like, nope, yep, I'm done now. <laughs> so more crying. <laughs> like it's just it's a really beautiful story. So anyway um fifi Monique. i have to watch that episode
2: you do like
1: it, you i don't know to- if i'm ready though i don't it know it has I'm to be, yeah it's gonna be on a day where like i feel like crying today yeah so i'm gonna cry Today is the day okay. <laughs> i think you know what today today <laughs> i will cry
0: put on your calendar
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time cry um, yeah because it was yeah it was it's like it's, it's a real real thing and I think it hits different when you're a parent like it does it really does when you think about how happy and excited you were and you understand right we're all in the same situation nothing happens differently everybody goes into like similar circumstances whether you're d- delivering at home or at a hospital or whatever and you mm-hmm. know that like you don't know anything could happen right and that's the yeah. worst possible thing So having that happen is horrific, but anyway, her 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 second daughter is here, and she's so happy, and her husband's so happy. So Mm, that's beautiful. Thank, thank, congratulations. I know, right? It's just my honor to nominate them, and I'm manifesting that she will be on the show one day because yeah, that's beautiful, super cool, and super cool Californians. I just feel like I don't know people that live in California. I mean, maybe I'm just a nerd, but I'm like, why does everybody look so cool? (laughs) That'll be me in like a couple months i saw that what yeah. I saw that's on your instagram you were like i think i'm gonna or you're like thinking about moving i didn't know that you're like yeah we're gonna make the move
0: i haven't announced it in like life or the, the world or anything like that but yeah where because it was just one of those like thoughts that happen like what if and then like little pieces would come together one at a time so it was a very gradual it wasn't like a decision like we're moving to california it was like what if we figured this out? And then as the kind of pieces came together, then yeah. it, it became more real. So it's it's been a very anticlimactic announcement because there was at yeah. no point, like maybe today I could tell you like, I bought a house today. So I'm definitely moving to California, right? Wow,
1: so. congrats. Yay. That's exciting. <laughs> so your sister's over there. So it's a different story. You've got family and someone that you're super duper. Yeah, familiar. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's and a soft likely landing. You visited place. her a few times, right?
0: Uh, no, a few times. Uh, this, uh, when she had the baby, I stayed with her for about six weeks. Oh, nice. And I think
3: that's oh, what did it. Like,
0: you can't stay in LA for that long and be like, but I I don't live here. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. why don't I live here? Wow. <laughs> uh, I could come and go five days and be like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I lived here? But you stay there for six weeks and you're like, why? What is my life outside of here? <laughs> like, Shit, it doesn't even make wow. sense to
1: yeah. And your kids and everything are cool. Like they're, cause like, cause you don't have, do you have kids in high school?
0: No. Um, I think that if I had kids in high school, I wouldn't make this move. I yeah. have a son who's finishing grade six and a daughter who's finishing grade four. Oh, okay. um, so I think that's kind of what put the the pressure cooker on the clock. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, I don't have much longer to make a dramatic move in my life. Yeah.
1: Cause I don't mm-hmm. think I'd
0: need a child going into high school or yeah. in high school.
1: Exactly. So, exactly.
0: Great. seven, eight, you got some time to get some alliances and then, you know, you can go into, you can go into high school, but, um, so yeah, that's kind of some things that just led to like, it's now or never Yeah. sort of decision, but yeah, they're cool with it. My daughter's getting around to it. Um, little by little, I think that now that we've bought a house and they can kind of see where it's going to be, they're like, okay, everything's going to be fine because that house is dope
1: things so oh, sick. there was a lot of apprehension that's awesome that's good. well congratulations yeah. again that's awesome mm. and so fun I'm excited you. for you to be like super close with your sister because I mean I I'm Literally. pretty I'm close yes okay I don't know why I always try I'm like mm, 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 mm. no I'm close with my sister I would do it in the same place I'd be upset when I moved away it was very hard for me to be away from my sister so
0: right yeah. well like honestly like I'm I'm jealous of your podcast like I'm like <laughs> This this whole like this is me, this is my best friend, like we do a podcast together. It's like it's amazing. It's amazing that you have someone and like I know you guys were talking the other day about just like FaceTiming each other for like all like all throughout the day or leaving each other like 17 minute voice notes and it was like <laughs> that's that's dope, you know, <laughs> that's that's so nice to have. And I guess when I and I look at it like when I'm like when I go to LA like that's my sister right oh, like that's no. who my sister is to me yeah. um, and I would want nothing more than like anytime I hear people like I listen to a lot of um, you know brother sister best friend podcasts and I'm just like look there all these inside jokes that no one else is gonna get and it's like <laughs> I can have that too <laughs> like I want to have inside jokes
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, listen. listen local. I know, I'm so happy for you now. I know, right? The <laughs> Shen and Lauren podcast, loading. <laughs> right. It's in the works.
3: <laughs> Hold up.
1: um all right so wow that was a fun little digression I'm so excited I'm so pumped about LA is that the new topic um so um tonight we're gonna talk or tonight today we are talking about marriage we're talking about relationships um and I think Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. thought it would be wise to talk about this for a number of reasons one because I feel like marriages and relationships in particular have really gone through it during the pandemic. I also shared with you ladies that I was in a clubhouse room um, that was just devoted to talking about infidelity within marriages and like mm-hmm. the kinds of things that led to those uh, scenarios and like how you can potentially recover from it. And I just found it so fascinating because um, I think, you know, when you're younger, maybe even unmarried, you're like, oh, if my husband or my spouse ever cheats, I'm out of here. Or like, you know, if my wife ever cheats, I'm out of here. And it's, it's, it's and I'm not saying that, like, you know, that there still aren't people that feel that way, but I was shocked a bit to be in a room where, you know, people had very, um, they didn't have such adverse opinions to infidelity. Yeah. There was more of like a, there was a lot more understanding than I, than I expected to, and an accountability, even on the, I guess, victim's side, right? So it was just really interesting. I don't know, it was so interesting. And then um, I peeped in on Lauren. Uh, chit-chatting about a book that she'd read um, and, you know, your sister was weighing in and you had other people just weighing in on like, you know, on relationships and being honest and being transparent. So I was like, wow, I think you'd be a great person to speak to with respect to like, you know, just navigating marriage and doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being here. I
0: think that it's really cool that, first of all, kudos to you for being Clubhouse. That land terrifies me. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that it's really cool that people are coming to it with that perspective um I you know what it's it's funny because when I first met I have I came into my relationship my marriage believing that infidelity was likely inevitable and how do I feel about that in advance right like wow. that's honestly like wow the the, the The success rate of, not the success rate, but like the number, the percentage of marriages that experience infidelity is way too high to ever think like, oh, that'll never be me. Or Mm -hmm. there's no way that that's my husband. Mm -hmm. It's way too high. Like, um, and not only that, but we as humans are not, we're not penguins. We're not designed to be monogamous. And so, you know, we're essentially fighting against our nature on a regular basis in order to conform to what society views as what's acceptable in terms of a relationship, monogamous relationships. You find your penguin, that's your penguin for life. But (laughs) like divorce lawyers are flying helicopters for a reason, right? Because that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not it. So I just came into my marriage believing that it could happen. Like he's not above that. And how do I feel about that more, forget him. I'm not I'm above not that. Above it, yeah. Yeah.
3: Above that,
0: You know, like I can have the greatest of intentions, but I'm not above that. I'm not above fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody yeah. is. Um, you know, so I, I think that maybe because I came into it with that mindset that if I ever found out that he did do it and he, now again, granted have not been through it maybe like i'm gonna say all these things i'm gonna be like i'm so understanding we're gonna go to therapy and we're just gonna work out and then i find out he's cheating on me and i bleach his clothes and slash his tires and i'm on the news because the house is on fire that could be it i'm not saying i'm above all of that i'm just saying left, that, eh? yeah based on my perspective like those I've i've kind of i kind of look at it like you know what, that's, that's a the, the the risk of that happening is just far too high for me to ignore or not to mitigate or not to think in advance on how I would react to that. And to be honest, it's like, if it happens and he wants to stay in my mind, I if he wants to stay, I'll try and work it out. If he, if he cheats on me and he wants to go, I got to let him go. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I think what I love about what you said was that so many more people are open to it. And I like that because, you know, there's, and especially like the conversation around open marriages and polyamorous relationships, like that's becoming, and maybe it's just because of what I'm listening to or what I'm hearing, but it's, it just sounds like it's becoming more of a normalized conversation. And the way that I kind of look at it is like, if you know that your if you know that, uh, you, your attraction to another male or female is going to be inevitable because there's a reason that you're with your husband. There's a reason that my husband is with, is with me because he's attracted to females. He's attracted to my kind of female to think that another, my kind of female will never cross his path again. Like, what am I thinking? (laughs) Right. It could happen. It could absolutely happen. Um, And I always kind of think of this too, like, isn't it crazy that you have to commit your life to one person simply because you met them first. It's just the order, right? Like you just met them first, so you're stuck there. That's who you have to be with for the rest of your life. Um, And in everything else in life, you require a team. You require a village. It's never just one person for anything. If you're running a company, you don't have one person. Like you you have multiple people to fill various roles. You have different, I don't know about you guys, but I have different friends for different reasons, right? Um, Not only that, but as I grow and I evolve, my circle of friends changes, right? So why is it that in every other aspect of our life, it takes a village, but in marriage, it's like you have to be 100% my person, no ifs and or buts. And if you deviate from that, then all hell breaks loose, and you're suddenly a disgusting human being.
1: But that's <laughs> natural. Damn. Well, <laughs> oh, that's it. Gotta go find yeah. my second person. You have to find a second <laughs> person. <We are. laughs>
0: Even in that, like, whoever does anything right the first
1: time, right? Yes. Like, girl, why should I love my marriage?
0: nothing that you do right the first
1: time you have
0: to do it twice i'm sorry your listeners hate me now you don't have to do it twice but you're probably gonna be better the second time around who knows like there's lessons learned um but again it's like you know when you meet someone at a certain age stage phase in your life and you're with somebody you're with someone and you match with that person because of the circumstances around you because of who you are at that time what if you continue to grow and evolve and your circumstances changes your thought process change, changed like all of those things mm-hmm in any other circumstance like changing friends is normal changing colleagues is normal growing above your job is normal but growing above or outside of your marriage is not hmm. so that being said i'm not in a polyamorous <laughs> relationship <laughs> I'm not in an open relationship however i do i do think that it's refreshing to know that people are finding other ways because Again, divorce lawyers are flying helicopters while families are being torn apart. So mm-hmm. maybe there's another way to go about it. Listen. I never thought of it
2: we that are
1: way. Like four minutes in <laughs> and I'm like go Dropping gems for us, friends. Um, we jumped ahead, which is fine because I mean, Chanel is a magician with editing. We'd be remiss if we didn't give you an opportunity to tell people who the heck you are. Shit, sorry. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I was like, you just, you just, you dropping the knowledge, like. You know what, we could keep it, it's fine. We're talking. <laughs> spitting out all this, like, all of these in- insightful ideas and just like. I'm excited i excited because I
0: wasn't up. expecting, when you said about the clubhouse thing, yeah. I wasn't expecting you to, I was expecting more of like the typical Mori Povich type of vibe you know yeah. what I mean
3: versus
0: the <laughs> hey maybe there's some understanding maybe yeah. there's some grace that we can provide so I was sorry I got excited because I was like that's <laughs> cool I didn't expect that to happen and then I just jump right in so that's fine
1: that's, Don't so, worry. that's great yeah no, I like I like this though this is a great intro in itself it is <laughs> I keep it, I uh, keep go it. Lauren. <laughs> tell everybody who you are what you do a little bit about yourself. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm okay. So my name is Lauren Morrison. Um, I am a—I don't know—I'm—I'm in, I'm in transition—is the best way to kind of put it. So you know, essentially, I am a uh, director of business operations at a major telecommunications corporation. But now I'm transitioning back into the media world. Um, I got my degree from Radio and Television Arts, and I got my um, my my background is in entertainment. But I deviated away from that uh, just to pursue a career that I could get my hands around, pursue a career in project management, which led to me being in upper management, led to me being in senior executive roles. Um, So that's where I have been. And now I'm transitioning back into media. I'm moving to California to go work with my sister, Shan Booty, um, to essentially work with her to run her growing um, entertainment um, startup company, uh, which is Shared Entertainment. In addition to that, I'm also a um, a professional professional, Sorry, a, a performance coach as well. So I work with uh, various clients from various walks of life in terms of coaching from a career perspective, coaching from a personal perspective, uh, really just people who are looking at whether it's you know starting up that side hustle, whether that's making major transitions in their life or ma- whether it's figuring out how to get that next promotion or to find new careers, find new passions, find fulfillment. Um, those are the clients that I work with uh, today. That's it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I too am a mother um so I do have yes that's <laughs> you your listeners want to know that that part um I am a mother I, I am a mother and a wife I have been married to my husband for um 11 years that sounds about right I've been married to my husband for 11 years wow. and I have two children um by the ages of nine and 12 yeah you do the math on that one
1: um <laughs> I, I was like sure yeah okay all right good first comes love then comes what (laughs)
3: okay Um, but I also
0: want to say before you jump on, um, I just want to say thank you so much to you ladies for having me on this podcast. Um, you know, I'm really honored to be a part of this, uh, of uh, to be considered as a guest on your show. I know that you curate, I've, you know, I've listened to your podcast. I know that you curate your guests, um, you know, very you're very particular about who you bring on. You're not just like bringing on anybody. You're bringing on really high profile names and you've got such a great vibe here. So I'm really, truly honored to be considered as a person that you would trust an episode too, so thank you so much.
1: Oh my! Gosh. Oh my gosh! What a gem! <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta cut my professional podcasting hat off. <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel <laughs> legit.
0: Expectations are sky high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. I
1: mean, awesome. you already did not
2: disappoint. <laughs> thank you. Like already. It means really. a lot. So let's get back to the marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was such an interesting week for Leigh and I to be having, like, what are the odds of us yep. having such a trying <sighs> week within our marriages, of yep. course, because we love to twin. Yeah, we, we do. With everything, really. Our lives um, are so parallel. Yeah. I, think,
1: I think the biggest thing is that the, the biggest challenge is, is marriage. It's marriage and marriage, especially during a pandemic. It's been hard. There's been so many things that have influenced people's lives. And their marriages, respectively. And I feel like, you know, as I was saying, like, I think that it was interesting for me to be in this clubhouse room. I also saw it, like, on a Facebook group that I'm a part of that's comprised of, like, I don't know, 15,000 moms. And everyone's just talking about infidelity. They're talking about challenges in marriage. This is hard. It's hard on my marriage. My husband this. And I, so I think, you know, when we approached you with this topic that was like, you know, about a month and a half ago and we were like ready to have that kind of conversation, um, you know, based on, again, like the the, experience, the conversations that you've had with your sister, you know, the, 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 not expertise from experience, but rather from like awareness from things that your friends um, and even things that you've read. But I think. It got difficult because, or it gets like, I guess it's it's challenging to figure out where to go with it because we're also having a challenging week in our marriage. Yeah, we're yeah. also this week feeling really um, just frustrated for a number of reasons, and uh, so I think that like that's why we, we kind of want to just like kind of we, we want to have a structure, but we also just want to informally just talk about how hard marriage is because marriage is hard as shit. Okay, so because mainly I've been okay, yeah. Cool over the last, Sorry. I don't know, a couple of months has been economic, right? So I think the pandemic has been hard on my family, mainly because my husband does contract work and construction. So there's been a lot of inconsistency with his job. And I can see how my husband so closely defines who he is and the kind of man and husband he is by what he's able to provide. And I feel like um, it's been so important for me to pour into him because I, at least from what I've seen and heard, there is many times a direct link between men who are feeling inadequate for whatever reason, seeking validation elsewhere. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was like, you know, invested in, in, in trying to like uplift him as much as I can. But I mean, it's still like, sometimes we still, you know, have our issues because shit's hard when there's a cut in finances, when there's a reduction in, in income, that's going to have, you know, it's set of problems. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm just like kind of struggling at this point to kind of just figure out like where do we go. Like, my mom has been, you know, really in- invested in sharing with me, like, don't cause temp, don't cause permanent damage to a temporary situation. You know, like his situation mm-hmm. is temporary, it's not permanent, but you can't, like, res- the way that you respond to it is going to have a lasting effect, not only on him, but on your marriage. Um, so anyway, I, I say that all to say that that was one of the reasons why. Um, that was listed in the clubhouse group. This woman mentioned that her husband, you know, had lost work and they had grown very frustrated. So they had strayed kind of emotionally because she was feeling like very bogged down with all of the responsibilities. And then, you know, she wasn't really pouring into him. They weren't being intimate. And not that this is her fault, but I'm just like giving, sharing what she was sharing. And as a result, he was unfaithful. So anyway, what are your thoughts on that? And that's open to either of you. (laughs) What are your thoughts on like, you know, when shit hits the fan and like men aren't feeling confident and they seek confidence and validation elsewhere? Personally, I think
0: that, you know, it's interesting in that situation to under like to understand, you know, does the woman feel like it's her fault, right? Mm -hmm. So because she's been so stressed out, like trying to maintain, kind of keep up. And you know, do a lot, a lot of things around the house that she's not necessarily pouring into him as much as maybe he needs to. Yeah. So does she feel like it's her fault that he strayed? Right. And I think that that's kind of one of the things about you know infidelity is I don't know how much we can take it personally. Um, and again, I, I don't know. I, I, if it happens to me, maybe I'll feel different when it happens, when it happens, if it happens to me, maybe I will feel different. But I think that, you know, when you look at the history of patriarchy and you look at the history and, and where masculinity stems from, yeah, it's so it's so, it's like that, that wiring is so hardwired into yeah. somebody, into, into someone, like it comes from years and years of, of script writing and, and decades of survival instincts um, mm-hmm. in order to make up what is masculine energy, what is feminine energy. So, you know, for it's, it's not necessarily, I'm, I'm not saying that he's, he has excuses because at the end of the day, there are so many things that we would love to do, but we don't do it because we have a purpose, right? Like I would love to sleep in every day and I would love to eat hamburgers and French fries all the time but my purpose is to live a long and healthy life and I'm dedicated to that purpose. So I'm going to resist those temptations as much as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go that route. So, but it's not to say that it excuses it, but it also was to say that to, to recognize where that hardwiring is coming from. And do I, as the victim, let's just call it the victim, hold yeah. myself accountable to that to say that, you know, maybe I didn't do enough. Like it's my fault. If I would have been more mm-hmm. sexually attentive to him, attentive to him, because I know men, who like, I I remember I met a guy who was cheating on his wife proudly, very proudly, Wow. um, very proudly cheating on his wife. And my instinct went to, it's because she probably doesn't have sex with you. He's like, no, we have sex six times a day, every morning without fail. It's not your fault. Wow. It's not your fault that they have, that there's, that there's a, a, something that is their mistakes are not necessarily your fault. You can't, you don't own their actions. You don't own, um, you don't own their reactions. I can understand how it's very, how, how natural it is to take that kind of thing personally. Um, but I think that what I've yeah. sort of kind of put my mind around is that you know, do I feel good enough within myself? Do I feel good enough within myself and how I'm showing up as a wife, how I'm showing up as a woman that if it ever does happen, that's out of my control.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it,
0: it literally is out of my control because knowing that we should or shouldn't do something is just not enough. Yeah. Right. Otherwise we'd all have six packs. I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> Yeah.
1: so do you feel like then when women married or not are, you know, victims of infidelity that there isn't that, they're, that they don't have the responsibility to look inward. There isn't, like, maybe not in that moment. Um, but I think, like, is there, is there no benefit in potentially, like, stepping back at some stage when, you know, when you're, like, emotionally ready to, to say, hmm, like, where might I have, again, not excused or allowed this behavior to happen, but how might I have contributed to him feeling, I don't know, invalidated? How might I have contributed to him feeling like unwanted, how is there, is there benefit in that? Or you're saying that like women should avoid. Oh, no,
0: hundred percent. There's benefit. in. It. I always yeah. think there's benefit. Like I, I, I guess the way that I'm kind of putting it is like what someone else does is not in your control. You can't Amen. necessarily change someone else. You can only change you and how you show up. Right. Like I can't control my husband. I can't control what he does. And quite frankly, I'm not interested in monitoring his every action or controlling. I, I it's very difficult. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You guys are married. How easy is it to change your husband? Like it's. <laughs> I wish. Yeah if you know no.
1: code, let me know. Tell me how not Tell easy. How. It's, it's not yeah. easy to
0: change that. but I can change how I communicate. I can change how right. I can change how I communicate. I can change how I respond to something. Yeah. Um, I can change how I react to various situations. Does that guarantee me? an outcome? No, but can I, but, but absolutely. I do. I a hundred percent agree that we should look inwards that we should do the work, but also recognize what isn't, is not in your control. His actions are not in my control. However, um, you know, how I respond to those actions or how I contributed to, you know, not, uh, not, not necessarily his actions. I didn't necessarily contribute to his actions, but how did I contribute to an unhappy marriage? Yeah. How did I contribute? Right. And, and, and honestly, I don't even think that infidelity happens exclusively in unhappy marriages. That's true. I really don't. I a hundred percent don't. I think that you can be happy in your marriage and still be tempted because like that is our chemical like that's chemical within us, right? Like being attracted to others is chemical within us. So I don't think that people who are unfaithful do not love their partners. Um, But again, I, I think that there can be things that happen outside of our, of our wills and desires that we necessarily can't control. Like how many times have, you know, even before you got married, have you, you know, known that you shouldn't be doing something, but you couldn't take yourself away from it. Right. Like mm-hmm. it happened, like it, it's, it's human. It happens. So to, to act yeah. like it doesn't happen in those scenarios. So I, I guess that, I guess what I'm trying to say is that a hundred percent do the work on yourself, but also recognize that your, that his actions are his own. My actions are my own, and I can only go so far, but even if I, even if I'm the best wife, if I cook dinner every day, if I have sex with him six times a week, seven times a week, whatever the case is, that doesn't guarantee that he won't be attracted to someone else's energy at some point in time. For sure.
1: That's a word.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I believe that because like you said, like you're going to go out and you know, if they're still socializing, they're going to meet people exactly like yourself with the same vibe, Mm -hmm. the same type. And of course, if they're attracted to
0: you, they're probably going to attract other people that are like you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't shut down. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I didn't, there was no switch that I turned off when I said my vows, like, I didn't turn them around and like flick something and be like, now you're only attracted (laughs) to my being. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm in a, I'm an incredible wife. Like I am an incredible life, wife. I, I, I do all the things that I believe a great wife should do. Mm. However, mm. if a girl comes along who likes Chicago bears and anime, <laughs> I might be out of my depth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't be everything. I can't be a hundred percent of everything yeah. to any person. And to have those expectations on 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 a person are quite frankly unrealistic because, yes. like I said in the beginning, in no other in no other arena of life do we ever put a hundred percent of our expectations on one person. True. Damn,
1: that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man. No, you know what? It, good. I, it, this is good. This is good for me as well because, again, I think it's like it it's important for me to that piece alone. I feel like really resonates because sometimes I feel like the expectation that I have of him to be, I wouldn't say everything, but like, yeah, to, to, to meet sometimes things that I think are a bit unrealistic or unfair, I think yeah. is a bit excessive in hindsight. Right. It is a bit excessive, like it is. And I don't realize that. I just think that like, well, these are the things that I have, I want a husband and these are my expectations and these are things that I can meet. And because da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, I do this, 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 this. And it's like, that's not, like that's not conducive. That's not, re- that's not a, that's not realistic.
2: Do you guys talk know. about your expectations?
1: Do we talk about expectations? Yeah. We Why do. Not? We visit expectations often, actually. Like it's going to, one of our like reoccurring conversations, like what are your expectations of a wife? What do you, how do you feel like I'm meeting those expectations? What would, what, where do you think that I'm strong? Where do you think that I can improve? I like hearing that. Um, and I like also sharing that information as well. Um, and again, I, I, I think, you know, a, it's interesting because, like, yeah, even though we, we go through these things, I still I, I still feel like, yeah, there are definitely, it doesn't necessitate that we're always going to meet them. And just because I'm clear yeah. about it doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to meet that or that's something that, like, you know, I, I, I can commit to. But at least knowing is is, is, is helpful. Um, and I think it kind of contributes to what Lauren was originally saying, which is this idea that, like, you people change, right? So yeah. The expectations <laughs> that I had at the beginning, like, we're about to hit five years. Like, year one and year five look very different. We even did the love languages test the other day, and I was so shocked to see that, like, what used to be my top love language is now my last. Right. Like, I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, gifts has always been my love language. And it's not that I wanted these expensive things, but I just love being surprised. So it can mean little things, like from sour keys to, like, you know, an ice bag or whatever the case is. I just like those kinds of physical, tangible gestures. Now, more likely because I'm a mom and because I have, like, different ventures going on, my number one is acts of service. Hundred percent. That's like every yeah.
0: mom's. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> doing the laundry,
0: and I will take off all Whoa. these. Oh, <laughs> listen.
1: This don't <laughs> don't you dare. I don't know what my turn on triggers are. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, Sorry. do not instantly draws are soaked. What do you mean? <laughs> like everything's like folded and put away. Oh my god! Amazing. But to your,
0: but even to your point, it's like in new circumstances, like your needs are changing. Even your husband's needs are changing, right? Yes. So right. even now, like when you talk about like what's going on with the pandemic and his situations changed, like his needs are different now. Right. Wow. So yeah, absolutely. We got to do like, because we're, we're committed and we're, if, if we're invested in, in life together then we continuously have to adapt ourselves to say okay well what does my husband need and what can I do to provide that for him you know what is his new love language what is it that you know what is it that he needs and how can I pour into him mm-hmm. absolutely i think that as 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 people who are partners like we have a responsibility to not try to figure out you know why won't you change why won't you see yeah. it this way but well, we have to do the self work in order to change how we communicate with that person because They don't think like us. We didn't marry them because they're exactly like us. Because when you're the CEO of a company, you're not going to hire another CEO. You're going to hire a CFO or a COO. You're going to hire someone with different skill sets. So the fact that he doesn't think exactly like you, though, at times you're just like, fuck, if you could just think exactly like me, this would all be better. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) That's
0: not what you hired him to do. That's not what you hired him. You hired him to think differently. You hired him to do things differently. But again, like we have to, cont- I, I, you know, I'm, and I'm learning this too. I know that I got to a point in my marriage, like when my marriage was like eh, about to go sideways, mm-hmm. I couldn't reconcile it in my mind. I was like, I do everything. Yes. I do absolutely everything. I, I, I have a full time job. I'm making six figures. I'm doing, I'm, I'm making six figures and I'm being your personal nanny. Like you're getting the best of both worlds, right? Plus I'm keeping myself together. Like, what are you doing? All you're doing is focusing on work. You're not spending time with this family, right? But what I didn't recognize, but again, it's like you talk about the love languages. It's like all, my, all the acts of services that I were doing that I was doing like that's my love language that's what I would appreciate but that's not what he needed at that time mm-hmm. what he needed at that time was something complete he needed a validation that was come and I actually just learned this last week this is interesting I learned this last week that the reason why he when we because at the time that we were about to rift, was when our kids were really young yeah and I was, I felt like I was doing so much in the home and doing so much at work that I was balancing everything. And he was just working. Like that's all he was doing was just focusing on work and I didn't feel like it was fair to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized, I, I found out like last week that the reason that he was doing that was because he always looked at it like his job is to provide, his job is to bring in money. I had my claim to fame when I made children. When I made people with 10 fingers and 10 toes, that was my claim to fame. Now I now that I'm encroach and now that I'm entering back into the workforce and I'm, you know, getting success in my job, I'm encroaching in, in on his territory. It's so in amazing. his mind, he's like, I gotta double up. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah but in I'm looking for him to think the same way that I'm thinking to appreciate the things that I'm doing. But what I didn't recognize was that he had, a, he had a, a, a masculine patriarchal instinct to be the provider in the house. And when he felt like that was being threatened because of how I was going in my career, he's like, yeah. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down 200%. And that's, wow. that's what he needed. He didn't necessarily, and, and what he needed from me, he needed me to operate in the background. He needed me to let him work. He needed me to give him his space. Mm-hmm. So, and if I can cook, clean, do laundry, everything, that's great. If you could just do it with a smile, Lauren, that would be amazing. But so anyways, I, there was like a, a tough point in our relationship, but again, like to, to, to what Leigh was saying, it's like, when the situation changes the needs change the personalities change and the communication has to change but we have to do that self-work in order to figure out how how do i how do i change my approach with this person with this new person that i've married because i feel like every year i've married a new person and i think that's how it should be (laughs) i mean that makes
2: so much sense because i think like one of the issues that the that we were having is like we were having a conversation last night and he he brought something up to me and I took it poorly. I took like, I took defense to it and I didn't realize at the time. And like, I take a long time to process things. (laughs) I'm not like, I'm not like someone that argues, I'll have to like hear what you're saying and then be like, okay, so this is what you mean Mm. and blah, 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 blah. I like to talk things through so I can gather my thoughts. So because like I was emotional in the moment, I was just like, why? Like, common sense would be, but it was my common sense. My common sense thought like, why would you even say that? Like, why wouldn't you just do it this way? Or why wouldn't you just say it like that? So it could be over and done with. And then the conversation would be over instead of like this long drawn out argument for no reason when we could have got to the end. But then I realized that I realized that like, I've been on my own journey, my own personal journey, where I've changed so much in the last 12 months working on myself. So I felt like, okay, because I'm communicating these things, like he either needs to catch up with me yes, and and he probably doesn't recognize this person. (laughs) And it's like, what, what is she talking about? Because you said this before. And like, now that has nothing to do with what my thought process anymore. So I'm just like, why doesn't he get it? Like, don't you see? And now I'm like, okay, how could he see that? How would he know like my needs have changed and he's telling me what his new needs are and I'm just like that doesn't make sense but I'm like if I'm changing,
0: <laughs> he's, be also there
2: changing and he's, uh, he's adapting and like that means his needs have changed as well and I mean we tried to talk it out and I mean I was still salty but <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end like again like I take a lot longer to process things so you know part two later
0: yeah I'm excited can you call me afterwards and just tell me it It will
2: go well it will it always goes well in the part two because like I have time to think and like I want him to feel hurt and like I mean it was still a good conversation but I was still just like in my feelings but I'm like again like if I have these expectations for myself I should do the same for him as well yeah but it's tough because like you're so used to when you're with someone for so long and we've been together on like We've been married for four years this week, and, but we've been together since we were like kids. <laughs> so we've changed so many times and we've gone through so many huge developments, which led to a lot of different problems, but we still decided to work through them and, and respect each other where we were in our lives at that time. So I don't think I should change that now that we're married but it yeah. took me a second to like, get used to it. I'm trying to be a better person.
0: <laughs> no, I, I love that. I'm, I'm reading uh, this book called um, uh, The Diamond Cutter. And it's all about like how Buddhist um, principles can relate to building successful businesses. Anyways, the, um, the premise of it is, is that like everything is empty in a sense that everything in life is neither good nor bad. It's what you associate to that. So you and your husband can be living like be in the same circumstances, be in the same house, have the same, bank accounts, but you're experiencing that completely different, like similar to Mm -hmm. money. Money is neither good nor bad. It's what you attribute to money that makes it good or bad because for one person, money is amazing for another person. Money is evil. Right. And the same applies to everything in relationships. And when you think of it that way, then you're like, everything's in my control because how I perceive every, like what's going on, like this situation, this argument is empty it's what I'm bringing to it. It's the imprints that I have that are coming to this. And so what mm. I'm trying to do now, what I'm really trying to do with, with my husband is I'm trying to lead with curiosity in arguments versus leading with judgments, right? Mm. So for example, classic thing I, I, we've, we've, I say all the time, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me, you're putting words in my mouth. That's not what I said, right? I'll say that a lot. Now I'm trying to say, what is it that I said that makes you believe what you're saying? That makes you believe that I'm not on the same page as you? So it's like questions like that, that kind of takes someone out of the defensive and gets them to explain where they're coming from. Because again, the situation it's, it's empty. It's like, what are you bringing to the situation Mm -hmm. versus, you know, chalking it full of emotion by being like, why did you do that? Why can't you think differently? What is, what is your problem? You know, like those things like make people feel attacked. And I I've also realized that I'm a logic bully. Uh, This is the other thing I learned about myself because in my mind, like when you have an argument with me, suit up, bring a briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it's about to be law and order in this house. like, And I would get so frustrated because we would enter into an argument and I would be like, this is how I feel. Exhibit A, you did this. And it made me feel exhibit B. Allow me to bring you the evidence of the yep. conversation that I mentally recorded that obviously you don't understand because you're a boy, right?
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is legitimately me that is the teacher in me oh i'm angry and i'm going to show you dim the lights i have a representation dim the lights I cue the slideshow exactly <laughs> that is exactly it but the thing is and i would get so frustrated because i'm like how are you arguing
0: with logic yeah. Right. Like, like, why aren't you getting on board? And, you know, so I would come with logic and it would be like, why are we even talking about this? This is stupid. You're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. Like this is, I don't want to have this conversation with you anymore. And it's like, I would get frustrated because you're, a, I'm giving you pure facts and you're, you're disengaging from the argument. And I can't understand why, because I'm not even being emotional about it. I'm being like factual about yeah. it. We should be operating on Um, But really what you're doing is you're backing someone into a corner. So again, maybe I'm in all my rights to argue that way. Maybe I'm in all my rights to express things the way that I'm I'm expressing and to bring all those facts. Absolutely. But is it effective? 100% it's not effective. And I can't control how he's gonna react. So all that I can do is figure out how I can react differently in order to get a different outcome.
2: Yeah, that this was, that's episode what I got called out on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: what I got
1: called out on. I was like, well, well damn. damn, you're so right. I loved that. I loved approaching an argument, not with, I'm sorry, you have to repeat it. Approaching judgment. it not with curiosity and not with,
0: not with judgment.
1: Not with judgment. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: What is curiosity? The most powerful thing that I've learned is like asking, like when you want to say why, when you want to say like when you want to give an accusation. It's it's weird, but like think of a what question. Mm
3: -hmm. Like
0: the first word out of your mouth has to be what or how. Those are the first Mm -hmm. when you have that tendency to want to lead with judgment, it's like what, how. Those are the only never why. Never who, (laughs) but what and never which, but it's like, what and how? And when you ask those questions, it's like, it opens up the dialogue for honest conversation Mm -hmm. versus offensive and go around in circles and not productive conversations. Are you in your right to ask why? Sure you are. Is it gonna get you the results you want? Well, you tell me, it doesn't get me results. So I have to do something different.
2: Wow. Oh my God. I gosh. was dead wrong.
1: <laughs> no, Damn. seriously. there's a quote that says, what is it? Um, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be married? And it's like, it's kind of like, you know, silly in the essence that like, well, I kind of want to be both, but like truly <laughs> at the end of the day, no, I want to be happy. I want to be happy in my marriage. And I feel like it's sometimes happy. the objective has to change. And that's why I started using like, I mean, it sounds super cheesy and I do it with my students, but like I do think I feel statements are very useful because it's just like, rather than like you did this, it's like, I feel this way when you do this or when you say this, it makes me feel like, and I think that like doing that has been very effective for me um, because although I'm a very sensitive person, I actually don't really like to be vulnerable, which is very weird. Mm. Like I'm sensitive, but I don't necessarily like to be, it's like, so I don't like to be vulnerable. I just don't like to be pitied. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. So I used to feel mm, like this yeah. I feel statements reduced me to like made me small. And I didn't like that. But again, I think that that has, I mean, there's, there was so much unlearning that had to happen there because like, where does that even come from? What's the root of that? I think it has a lot to do with like, you know, you know, bless her heart, but like strong Jamaican mothers and like, you know, having like, you're like, no, you don't want to do this or you don't want to do this and you need to stay look this way. So I think a lot of that was 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 contributing to those thoughts. But I really do feel like, you know, using, I feel statements have been very effective for my marriage as far as like, you know, taking the guard down and like, again, like addressing what the real issues are. Well, I never made to, I never meant to make you feel um, inadequate. I never meant to make you feel small or whatever. And then we can kind of address like what happened, but that's been really good for me. So that's another tool to add to my toolbox.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I also think that, um, just because it kind of piggybacking up what you said about like I feel statements, how they make you feel, and I think that we we use the feel word in areas where it's not it's not necessarily what you feel; it's what you think, right? Like mm. I feel that you are minimizing how I, you know, you. I feel that you are minimizing my feelings. You don't feel that; you think that. You feel an emotion, right? Oh. So you feel, you feel angry because you feel happy because, but you don't feel that observation. Right. Mm, Um, mm. So I think that when you replace the word in those situations, you replace the word feel with think, then it can kind of say that like, this is an observation, like this is, this is what I think based on what I'm observing. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I catch myself on that all the time I'm like I feel like and it's like no you don't feel like you feel something
2: yeah <laughs> you
1: think you think that
2: that's so true that's oh dead on
1: again just just me adding <laughs> tools to my toolbox <laughs> like Lauren's tools okay right so I want to just like circle back for a sec um, to this idea of infidelity because it's happened, it's happening, you said it, you know, divorce lawyers are flying helicopters, like, we know what happens. Um, and I guess what my thoughts are, are, or I guess what my questions are, really, are, for anyone who might be listening, who might be experiencing that, whether, like, they've been unfaithful or they have their partner who's been unfaithful and it's like, shit, is my marriage over? Um, maybe what are your, I don't know, top three next steps for someone who's like, okay, wow. I just found out that my partner cheated. Um, and maybe, maybe it changes if the partner confessed or if they just discovered, I don't know if it makes a difference, but I'm wondering mm. what do you think? Like, okay, now that you know this, you should probably do this.
0: I guess it's like, what are, you know, now that that's happened, what are the partner's intentions? Right. Cause again, if you want, if he's, he's been unfaithful and he wants to leave it's a completely different scenario than I've been unfaithful. I've effed up. I still am invested in this marriage. Um, I think that I would, I would, I would, I would, I would love to see more people explore other opportun- other ways to be in a relationship that can accommodate, um, other styles. I I, I guess like there are so many different kinds of relationships that just because this one way isn't working for your marriage, could there be other ways, Hmm. right? Are there other rules that, and don't get me wrong. Is it, if you, if, if me and my husband tomorrow were to be like, Hey, let's have an open relationship. And he were to go on dates. I will feel a ways Hmm. when he goes on dates. Yeah. Because this isn't what I signed up for this isn't what I'm used to is she prettier than me is she cooler than me does she like the bears does she watch anime (laughs) because then I'm gonna there's that insecurity but uh, but I also think that like that insecurity is not is not exclusive to that situation that insecurity occurs every time we take on a new job you know, every time we take on a new job, am I gonna be successful in this? This is weird. I don't feel good at it. I don't feel comfortable. Anytime we do anything new, when you guys became parents, right? When you guys became parents, you, you hadn't done that before. And it's mm-hmm. hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to do that be- It's it's hard to do those things. So, but again, like I, I think it's it, it just kind of comes down to like, what is it? What do you want?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at
0: the end of the day do you want to be in a marriage with this person who wants to work on it for with you do you want to do you do you um inevitably want to keep the home life that you've got you know like do you want to go to split weekends with the kids mm-hmm. and custody battles and i'm not saying that the fear of of divorce should be like your your, your guide or whatever the case is but i think that maybe we think only one way in a sense of you cheated on me that's bad you should go and I think that our friends and what we watch
3: mm-hmm.
0: has given us those imprints in our minds that yeah. say like I do I, I, the, the thing with me and like friends giving advice and everything like even me answering this question it's bullshit like yeah <laughs> if I, like me answering this question is bullshit because I'm not I'm not there because every situation is going to be totally different because yeah. The, whatever relationship that someone's in is totally different from another situation, another exactly. person. So would I ever occur, encourage someone to be like, you should stick by him and explore other opportunities if he's like abusive or all these yeah. other things? Like, no, I'm, I'm not, it's bullshit. Like I'm not there. And when your friends give advice on like, you should leave him, like you deserve better, all those kinds of things, maybe it's true, but they also, it's so easy for everyone else to yeah. say when they're not ex- experiencing what you're experiencing they're not in there yeah they're not getting those apology text messages they haven't been there they haven't been there for the five to however many years that you guys have been together the ups and the downs and the times like you they don't have that history they don't have that so how on earth could anyone be an authority on what you should do in your marriage. Hmm. I think that the answers at the end of the day lie completely within us. And it's a matter of how courageous are we to explore what we actually feel versus listening to what everyone thinks is the right thing to do. And that's why I am excited that we are normalizing conversations about other kinds so that women and men who are going through infidelity recognize that they have other options that they could explore, that it doesn't necessarily have to be one way. We're not hundred percent there yet, but I just think that, yeah, like I, that's, that's what I think. Like to answer your question, I don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the realest answer I feel like we've ever had on this podcast. And uh, you know what's so funny? Cause you're, it reminded me of like, when I was like in my twenties and my friends would go through things. And like, like I said, like very much like shine cause we live parallel lives. Like my husband and I have been together since we were 17 um and we broke up for about a year and a half and now I'm like 33 so like we've been together for, I don't even know it it 15 years I can't count it's a lot 15 years five years married like a shit ton of like more than half of my freaking life um and right yeah like it's a long time to go through things and to be in a relationship and I remember being like the authority figure you know, because I had been in a relationship for so long. So when my friends would go through, through, through things with their boyfriends or whatever, it's like, should I stay? Should I do this? Like he cheated or I think he's doing this or whatever. Like, what do I do? Like, tell me, like you and Leon know because you guys have been there. And you know, I would offer advice, but I would always, always, always like preface everything with like, but at the end of the day, the choice is yours because when this conversation is done, yeah. I'm going home to my man. I'm going to go lay really? up. We're going to be Kiki in our bed. Like you're going to be the one here by yourself. You're going to be the one here. Who's by like, I've rallied, I've hyped you up. Like you don't need him, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I'm going to go home and you're going to be here by yourself. So I'm yeah. not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm, I'm saying, are you in a space right now where you're, you're going to be able to handle that? Are you in a space right now where you were content with the decision that you've made and you're not going to go back or whatever that, like, are you okay with that? Because know that like I can say whatever I want to say to you, but the person that's gonna have to actually like endure it, go through it, and like, you know, really have to deal with it is ultimately you. So and I, I think love that. to your point, like the
0: um like maybe the one piece of like get get like a therapist or a coach because yeah. you need someone who's gonna ask you the questions that make you think beyond the questions that you're thinking in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like what I've learned about coaching is especially is that um, the, the revelations that people have just when they're given the space, when they're given the space to say, this is one hour that is dedicated to understanding how you feel and to be authentic to yourself and to bring your whole self to the conversation. That's not something that you can do in your bedroom by yourself. True. It's hard to do because you aren't, because that therapist or, or coach or whoever is going to ask you the questions that you're not comfortable asking yourself right? Mm. And that's what you need in order to understand what is it that you actually want? What is it that you actually feel? So it's not a matter of like, if he cheats on you, you leave him. If he cheats on you, you stay with him. It's like, if he cheats on you, if you cheat on him, whatever the case is, seek an impartial person who is not your friend, whether it be a therapist or a coach to give you that space to explore how you really feel Mm-hmm. And what you really want out of the situation so that you can make a decision based on what it what was, it what was, it, what was it, like, don't make a, a, a oh, long term, don't, deci- don't make
1: a, don't cause permanent damage to a temporary situation. Exactly. Right.
0: That, that, and that's exactly it. So it's like, if you're going to make a big decision like that, then you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your marriage to make sure that that's really what it is that you want. And exploring yeah. that in your own head, exploring that with your friends of all people, <laughs> it's not effective. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe, Shen, I'm sure like you and Lay are like amazing friends with one another. Don't get me wrong, but I know that with my friends, I'm biased because I, I. I don't like to hear them in those situations. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, you deserve better. Like you shouldn't this, you shouldn't. That. So I'm biased. I'm not asking them the questions. I'm not asking them yeah. the hard questions, the way mm-hmm. that someone who's unbiased would ask them and that gives them the safe space to show up as their authentic selves and to tell you how they actually feel versus telling you what they think you want to hear in the situation yeah. because they don't want to be judged by you.
1: hmm mm-hmm yeah and this, i love that you said they don't want to be judged by you but they also want to protect their spouse right so then like, yes. now you're maybe you're potentially even telling me half truths because like yeah you want me to like offer an opinion but at the same time you don't want me to think so negatively of your spouse so you're saying but you're not really saying so like yeah it's so problematic in and of itself to to find or to to let our friends be our the final say if that makes any sense
0: well, that's that's exactly true
1: of it's course exactly and it's true. also like such an emotional decision
2: so yeah Like having your friends around you and you're very vulnerable, like hyping you up, you might make the wrong decision because you're so emotional and they're like leaning towards a biased opinion.
0: I'll tell you the bias on the other hand is that I had a friend, I had my best friend not talk to me anymore because I didn't approve of who she's with. And as a result Mm. of that, um she was going through infidelity. She was going through hard times. She was going through things, but she wasn't talking to me about it. I was left out of the loop. So at that point, when we reconciled, I had to make a decision. Like, do I want to be in the loop? Or do I want to be like, do I want to stand on my, like, he's not shit. Right. Like you don't deserve him because when you're like, that's, that's her husband. That's her spouse. When she's got to make the choice, she's going to, she like, she's going to choose him. Right. Yeah. And so even for me, like when I would hear, <laughs> when I'm back in the loop and I would hear things, I'm now forced to not, I'm, I'm now in the position where I don't really feel like I can say what I really want to say or, or, or express how I really think because I'm too scared of losing you again, Yeah, I'm too scared of not being chosen. I'm too scared of being left out of the loop again. So I'm going to protect that by being like telling you more of what gives you permission <laughs> to
1: stay in that situation because I'm scared. That's a really interesting situation. I actually lost a friend like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. In my twenties, I lost a friend for the, the exact same way because I refused. I was just too vocal about the situation and I just, I couldn't. And I, I tried to be impartial, but I couldn't. In his presence, I just couldn't. Like it was, there were just, too. I was getting too much. I was aware of too much. And I just, I'm just, I just feel like I'm just too one hundred percent unfiltered, authentically myself. So I yeah. wanted to be—not even to be someone—I just wanted to be more, have more tact and operate more diplomacy. But I'm like, no, Payton,
3: can't do it. You can't, <laughs> can't do it. Do it.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I think it's for the better. I mean, the friendship ended up, their relationship ended up ending anyways. And I, you know, there were other things in our friendship that I think, you know, made ending the friendship a good idea. But that's a really great point. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get chosen. You'll lose.
0: <laughs> that's what so you should take away from this. You're just going to lose. <laughs> <So> just- <laughs> In the end, you're a loser.
3: Um, <laughs> that's not true, though.
2: Yeah. That's why you have to be careful. I- I- I'm also very selective with which friends I tell what. Yeah. Like, there are I'm friends that, or I won't. Like- yeah. There are certain people that I won't express like my issues with because I know they're not helpful. <laughs> yeah. They will probably give me the worst advice. And they don't share the same experiences and values that I do within Mm -hmm. marriage and stuff. So I know it won't be productive for me to even have that conversation because I just see how they react to certain things. I'm like, no, this is not going to work for me. And also I don't want, I also want to protect my partner too, Yeah, because I like, that's like a big pet peeve for me when people come and like they dog out their spouse (laughs) and then <laughs> yeah I'm just like this is uncomfortable because like you're gonna go home and you're gonna make up and you're gonna you know live your life again and then everyone around you is left with this horrific image of your yeah. spouse and it stays
3: mm-hmm. and you
2: have to now try and like you know see them and be diplomatic about it and be like oh yeah well b- but you I knew you did this th-.
3: they haven't. yeah yeah
2: yeah and I it's hard that. so I have to just be quite selective with who I share um my issues with about my, my marriage. I'm very, very, very selective with that.
0: Mm -hmm. And then you think about how you feel being on the receiving end of that. And then it's like, I check myself to be like, am I being that person that I would shut down in front of? Right. Like Mm -hmm. I know that I was expressing like something with my friend recently. And I was talking to her about things that were going on in my marriage. Like there were just some controlling behaviors that I just wasn't happy with. And she said to me, she's like, have you ever considered leaving him? And I was like, I don't think we can talk anymore. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're over <done>. <laughs> all
3: right
1: good day bye
0: you'll just Goodbye. never know again you'll just never yeah.
1: know <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh i love that just right to the point it's like are you tired just say if you don't have time to talk so you don't have time to talk like that's all you got for me like what the hell no everyone
2: honestly, has that one friend that does that though like i have a one friend her
0: answer is always leave him like, let oh, him yeah. go and then- you're you not invited to, like, you don't you don't want to talk to that no. friend because yeah. you're like what if i don't make that decision now i gotta come to you and feel stupid in front of you all the time yes. like it's
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's hard to be that patient friend too who's like oh wow again okay yeah so yeah yep how does that make you feel this time like yeah. it's hard <laughs> it's really it's dumb. Dumb. <laughs> but i think that as a friend too and I, yeah. I talk to a lot of people that i coach about this it's like understand when a friendship isn't even serving you. So it's like, if you have that one friend who is continue like who they, they're not getting out of their toxic cycle, but they keep dragging you into it. Like, at what point are you just like, Hey, I don't even understand how I fit in this, but this is draining. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like you it's, 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 I don't understand how this friendship is serving you and it's certainly not serving me anymore mm. because it's it's toxic for me, it's draining for me, and that's tough. It's tough to put up those boundaries because you don't want to turn your back on their friends, especially when they're in turmoil. But when they're always in turmoil, it's like, hey man, either you do something or I'm going to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, you can't be. It can't yeah. be like, listen, my mom always says you can't save anyone from themselves. So it's just like you, right, know, you can't change day. anybody. Yeah. You gotta like, change you. Like all you can yeah. do. You get-
0: in your control is how you respond how you react how you communicate how you put up boundaries what are you willing to sacrifice what are you willing to risk because you can't change anybody else
1: absolutely you're right the yeah. right friends will give you the right advice and earlier this week when i was really going through it with my husband and i reached out to like a friend of mine who's like you know a big sister to me and has been married for like I think 12 years um she gave me some advice she shared what like you know she and her husband have gone through and she closed with "But i think that you guys should see counseling and i did i actually reached out to a counselor i'm super excited to start he's so funny so i like Mm -hmm. searched online i was perusing online because i really wanted to be intentional about who i found so it did take me a little while to find somebody but i scoped out and i found this like really cool older caribbean man (laughs) (laughs) who has like Uh loads and loads of experience like I think it's like 20 like 20 years of relationship experience and like in the short consultation that we had 15 minutes I was like oh my goodness he already gave me he dropped so many gems so many different things he's like give me an idea in five minutes what kinds of things like what's going on and I talked to him about like you know the job situation all that stuff and he just like just so much like introspection like Mm -hmm. so much insight not even having met you know, my husband. And I loved how he framed even like the, the, the program. He's like, you know, I'm going to sit with you for an hour and we're going to go in depth and I'm going to just let you speak and you're going to share with me what you feel like your concerns are, what your hopes are, what your expectations are. And I'll make notes. And then I'm going to go sit with your husband for an hour on another day. And then, you know, he's going to take take notes and then, we're, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to sit and I'm going to compare notes. And then we're going to sit together. We're going to start talking about like, you know, what I think the issues are, what you think the issues are. And, I'm going to give you... and he's like, and periodically we're going to do that. Even throughout this mm-hmm. journey, we're going to step away and do the one-on-one and come back and regroup. Um, so I haven't started yet, friends.
3: <laughs> As I said, the yeah. journey, I can't yeah. wait
1: to share with you all how it's going. But I mean, I've said it many times. I've gone through therapy and loved it. I was, I was supposed to pick yeah. it back up, um, but just for whatever reason, I haven't had a chance to. Um, But I really do think that like, yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think that you only need to go to therapy as a last resort. Like, you know, the relationship is dire and it's like, oh my gosh, it's either this or we're done. I don't think so. I that you know, by the grace of God, my relationship is not there. My relationship is definitely in a place where like we need someone neutral. We need someone neutral to help us iron out some of these issues. I don't really understand. I feel like what you want or what you're saying and I feel like you're not really understanding what, what I want or what I'm saying. And I just feel like maybe having someone neutral to come in and kind of mediate is really going to help forge the understanding. So I'm so I think so, so and I, I think that's great.
0: I think that's great awesome. that even that like feels and, and I, I even, even me, like I think about it differently now too. Um, but uh, I, I know that I, there's this like feeling that I have about like, if me and my husband ever go to marriage, they counseling, which I'm, I want us to do. Like, I'm like, we should go when we're in a good place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we should go. Yeah. Um, but even for him, like he's, you know, the Jamaican guy, he's like, that doesn't compute. Like you don't yeah. do like, <laughs> yeah. broken people. He's coming around for sure. But it's a, it's definitely a, like a wiring shift. Yeah. Um, but I've always, I've always wondered like, and this is a toxic thing to say. It's going to preface it that way. But it's like, what if I go to therapy with my husband and I don't win therapy? How am I going to? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Little- same- I want to win therapy. I same. want to be on the other side of the couch being like, see? See, see?
1: what <laughs> I say? I- exactly. exactly. <laughs> what exactly. I said. <laughs> and I kid you not. Like, the- again, this is just like us like shooting the shit. But this is exactly why I was strategic as to who I chose because I really, really wanted, like there were so many other, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want this like, you know, just like very poised, just like super friendly looking, very warm, like just looking auntie. And I'm like, but no, I'm like, I can't, I'm not gonna choose a woman. I'm not gonna choose a woman because I can't risk you saying, you oh, she's going say it. that because you're a woman. I'm like, nope. So I chose this, you know, awesome cis-gendered, black Jamaican. I'm like, yes, you cannot deny. <laughs> when he turns to me and says, she has a point that you can't deny it. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> that's coming from somewhere. That's, that's, it. Coming from somewhere. <laughs> that's
0: it. Actually, I will say too, it's like when you, when you kind of, I'm not saying you disguising therapy and I'm not saying that it's like, not, it's like a Trojan <laughs> horse, you know, like yeah. it's the exact same package, but it comes in a Jamaican mail. So yes. there you go. <laughs> Put it in your- um, but the, the book that has actually really impacted my marriage for the better recently is the way of the superior man. Oh. And I really like that book because the way, like it's a book that men will read. It's a book that men will read because it's called The Way of the Superior Man. And if you have it on audio tape, the man is like, hmm. you are superior. You are the alpha, <laughs> you are the omega. Like, It's like, so my husband was walking around, his chest, he's already a big chested man, but it was just like <laughs> his chest was all up in his chin and he was just like puff chested. <laughs> But 80% of that book is about communicating more effectively in your marriage Ooh. with a woman. And so it was like, but it came in a Trojan horse. It came in a book about masculinity and how to be the best, most superior man.
3: Yep. Meanwhile,
0: it was like, I was, re- I was reading the book and I was like, I cannot wait till he gets to chapter 16. Cause he's going to learn today. He's going <laughs> to learn. <laughs> No, he won't like, but, but I, I, I've absolutely like, so as much as I've been like talking about these things and saying like, you should this and you should that, like, it's not resonating. It's not getting anywhere, yeah. but in this book, suddenly, suddenly his approach has changed. Suddenly he's more open. Mm. Suddenly he's more understanding. Suddenly mm. he's more aware. Um, And so I just think that that's really cool. So when you talked about the black therapist or the, the black Jamaican therapist, it's like, yeah, you have to kind of put it into a package that yep. is gonna be received. Too yeah. many women, like from like some of my, the people that I know have gone to marriage counseling, like a lot of women lose in therapy and the men come out feeling like puff chested, like pumped up. And I'm oh, like, God. I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be me. Like, I yeah. think I do everything exactly right. I think I, think I do everything exactly right. <laughs> I stand by that. I think that I'm even wrong in the right way. Like when I'm wrong, <laughs> do it proper like when i'm wrong <laughs> I'm like, hey, listen, i said some things and i don't think that, that went well here's how i'm gonna do better that's how i'm wrong yeah. I have everything yeah. exactly right so if i ever go to a therapist and he's like you're the toxic one i'm gonna have a problem <laughs>
1: <Excuse> <laughs> <me? crisis. laughs>
0: i hear Still
1: you <laughs> hey, i'm not lying listen that shit hits so that shit hits so hard because I feel the same way. I feel so convicted. Like I'm pumped for it because I feel like, you know, that I'm going to be vindicated. Yeah. So I feel like if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. But I mean, I guess I, you know, I, I, I can accept the fact that there are definitely things, I mean, already in this conversation, just by talking to you, I'm already like, yep. Got to work on that. Mm, yep. Okay. Yep. That I got to do that a little bit differently. So there's certainly things that I feel like I need to work on. I, I, I won't neglect that for a second. Um, and I'm open to doing that because I think that, you know, I think that I, I, I think I know that I have a marriage that's worth fighting for. I know that I'm very Mm -hmm. grateful at the end of the person at the end of the day. And, you know, yes, I know that like, I may have met him first (laughs) and there might be another guy out there that's handsome and loving, but I really, another penguin for
0: you. Lee. There's another penguin. I'm
1: joking. (laughs) Well, I just. No, but I feel really convicted in the fact that, like, you know, we were put together for a reason. Like, I, I genuinely feel that way. And that, like, this isn't, like, our story is just, like, it's, we're only starting our story. So I just feel like we just really need to work out some of the kinks in this, this very, very ch- challenging season.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel this it. way, but, like, for the longest time, I've always, this is the last thing I'll say, I promise. But oh. for the longest time... Um, I really felt like I was doing so much that if anyone was gonna do work, it shouldn't be me. I'm already speak to my doing... heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. <laughs> like I am I'm doing That's way right too here. much. Like I'm doing everything. So if someone's gonna need to make it work, someone someone's gonna need to make changes, someone needs to do something different, it can't be me. I'm already doing way too goddamn much.
1: Speak to my heart. Yeah,
0: I felt That's... that way for a very, very long time. And it's hard to not think that way, especially yeah. when you are a woman who is doing a lot, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're doing as much as you guys are doing, you know, like you're, you're the primary caregivers, you're the primary home taker, like, you're, you know, you're, you're you're doing jobs as well, yeah. like you're doing projects around the house, like you're already doing so much, why should I have to take on the work of the marriage? That's not fair. But what's it worth? Right. What's it worth? Is it a happy, is it like, what do you, do you want to be married or do you want to be right? Right. That's what it comes down to. And I I will say that when I felt that way, I talked to a friend like me talked like shitting on friends. I'm like, I actually talked to a friend who was like, (laughs) when she was like, that's your job. She said to me, she was like, not even nice about it. She's like, you're complaining about Doing all the cooking, the cleaning, the child. She's like, That's your job. Do your job. And it was like, Oh, okay. But what about all the other things that
3: I'm doing? That's what
0: you're supposed to do. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. Let him do what he's supposed to do. That's your job. Do your job. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Uh,
1: So. <laughs> what about the same this- friend that told you to leave him? This, this friend is very oh, no no that was a different friend that was a different friend <laughs> that you- was a different friend. <laughs> you got straight shooting ass friends, man. Right,
0: <laughs> but I but it but in a sense, but it, I I think that what that really helped me to understand too was that I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I'm also giving more value to the things that I do than the things that they do. Right, so mm. I I would look at it like everything that I do is day to day. Everything that you do is once in a while, right? So it's mm-hmm. like I cook and clean and do laundry. That's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. You mow the lawn. That's a weekly thing, right? Like mm-hmm, you yeah. change the <laughs> tires. You change the filters in the house. Like those are those are once in a while things. So I I didn't give as much value to those things. Um, but when I started to really kind of break down to kind of say, okay, but what else is there? Okay. Well, I know that he takes care of the taxes. That's what he does. He takes care of that. I don't ever have to worry about taxes because he takes care of that. I don't ever have to worry about when the cars need to get oil changes because he takes care of that. I don't need to worry about calling the weed man. He takes care of that. So again, like maybe the jobs are different, but that doesn't make it any less valuable just because I'm not the one doing it. Um, So that's where I started to, again, kind of own in that situation. Okay, so we're both doing work. I'm just not valuing it the same. And he's not valuing my work the same. I can't control what he's going to do because he's on a certain journey, but I have to decide, is it, what's it worth? Hmm. What's it worth? Is this worth breaking my marriage up over or can I do some work? What work can I do? And it felt very unfair and it felt very hard to do. Um, but that's what saved my marriage was doing the work myself. I'm tired.
1: I, mean, I I, I get that. No, I agree. And I think that what you said was important because what you were doing at one you know, she when she said to do your job, she wasn't kind of like shut up, but I think what you did in that moment, you're like, "Okay, well, let me think about what my job entails and let me think about what his job entails." And you were able to discern that like, "Okay, we are both doing I mean, equal work, or we're also, we're both working to some degree. I think that like, what is important to consider is, is, is that is the, is the very fact that you felt, you felt like he is doing these things. Here are the things that he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, so I feel like it's important for us to kind of sometimes take inventory of that. Like, because yeah. it could be in, a, in your situation, it, you know, it worked out quite favorably where you're like, okay, like, I feel like, you know, you are really pulling your weight. It doesn't may not feel that way all the time, but you're definitely doing things and taking some ease off of me. But in some cases, I really do feel like, you know, there are quite a few women who are doing a lot, yeah, probably more. And it's just like, so when you're looking at all of these other things, it's like, no, but I'm also doing that, 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 and all of these things. And you're doing right. this and that. So like you, right. may, you need to do a few more of these things because like you know they I mean this disparity is work in work is not I didn't it's not like dreamt up, it's real. Like there is mm-hmm. very real unfair disparity, right? That's part of
0: it. It's like that that's why I'm saying it's like everyone's gonna be different. It's not yeah. one size yeah. all in terms of what decision you make, you know, because if you do that inventory and you're like, I'm doing seventy-nine things and this person's doing two things. Yeah, yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> that I want to share my life with. And if that person isn't willing to do the work to even come to like seven things, 10%, -hmm. is that what I want? Is that the marriage that I want? You know, and and that's where it kind of takes that that space to to figure that out. It's it's not one size fits all, you know, but I I I'm a I'm a person I grew up with um, my dad's my dad's advice to me all the time was always like they're jealous you know, like if anyone have beef with you, it's always like, they're jealous, they're jealous of you. And it's like, yeah. so yeah. I'm, I don't have to do anything. Like I'm just yeah. cool on my own, but I, I've never, I've never believed like, I always look inward first. Like I always look like what's in my control. What can I do? Mm. What can I do to change the situation? Um, and sometimes I'll do that exploration. I'll be like, no, 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 it's you. <laughs> I checked <laughs> it. I checked is <laughs> it's not me it's you it's you um but other times you know to that point like where you're kind of like listening and you're talking you're like okay I see it now I see where yeah. I could I see where my blind spots are and then what work can I do in order to fulfill those blind spots and if it still doesn't work okay at least I can look back and say I did the work I tried exactly. I gave it my own
1: well that's it my marriage is <laughs> fixed I'm not going to therapy <laughs> weekend is saved another penguin <laughs> <laughs> that's it not the penguins more penguins for everybody <laughs> this was awesome I mean I feel like it could definitely be a two-part and I think I can't imagine I can't imagine that we won't have you on again if you're willing because I think oh, I'm 100% willing oh my gosh like so much time ta- like so many gems so many yeah and like I, yeah just so many different things to think about really in the context of marriage and knowing that marriage isn't easy Right. I think that that's one of the things that that, that, read, that that I sticks with me daily is that like many people want to be wives or sorry, many people want to be brides, but not wives mm. because like it's not the same. And being a wife is very, very challenging. Right. And I say that to my friends who are single. I say that to my friends who are dating and in committed relationships. Like, I know you want the ring. I know you want the commitment. And I know and I'm not even downplaying you know, committed relationships or non-marital relationships because those have their, their share of challenges as well. Um, marriage is hard as shit, it's so freaking hard, (laughs) and um, and it's work, it's constant
2: work because you're always evolving, so you gotta just be ready to put in that work for yourself Mm -hmm. and for your marriage.
0: It's like choosing your heart, I always kind of look at it that way like, you choose your heart, right? Yeah, it's hard hard to be married, it'll be hard to be not married. True, choose your heart, and on that note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> choose your yes. heart. just like that choose my heart um lauren you're a treasure like an absolute gift please tell everyone who's listening where the heck they can follow you and harass you for more info
0: oh man okay you can follow me on um at uh, on instagram mainly at this is lauren elizabeth um it's spelled uh, l-a-u-r-e-n elizabeth and uh yeah that's pretty much where i am
2: um So we are about to wrap it up, but before we go, friends, Mm -hmm. it's about that time where we are going to tell y'all to head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review, rate and review our podcast or this episode in particular, because it was awesome. Mm -hmm. You guys were to listen and take notes and then listen again and (laughs) review and self-reflect because I am. (laughs) (laughs) um and if you want to contact us you can head over to our website at Mm weldingnap.ca where you could check out our merch you can head over to the contact section and give us some topics send us your bomb mom noms or your birth stories or just say hello (laughs) tell us how it's going how you living and um you can follow us on the socials we're on all of them guys everything instagram facebook tiktok pinterest We are there at Wild Day Nap Podcast. So if you wanna see us dancing or trying to, no, I'm just kidding. We're not dancing, dancing. that's
1: so embarrassing. You know, we're there. We're not doing that.
2: (laughs) We're doing our thing. But if you wanna check us out there as well, we'll be trying. (laughs) And uh, with that being said, friends, nap time is over. And we will have to see you guys on our next episode. Thank you again,
0: Lauren. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an amazing pleasure and conversation. This is awesome. Thank you. This Love what you so guys are great. doing. Oh,
1: Thank awesome. You. Goodbye, friends.
3: Have <laughs> a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,